0: All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jackman Radio. I'm very excited tonight. Um, he finally cleared legal. We had months and months of meetings with the lawyers back and forth between um, Dershowitz and Johnny Cochran's dream team. But I'm so excited to announce tonight that we are joined by the host of No Way Jose, the one and only Mr. Jose Galison. Jose, how you doing, man?
1: Doing all right. Uh, I'm glad to finally have made it here. Uh, I feel like this is an accomplishment all of its own. I'm glad to be here to talk to you guys. So. <laughs>
0: yeah we wanting to have you on for a while and yeah it seems like your schedule's been picking up too man you've been doing some epic shows lately
1: yeah i mean sort of i took the week off because i just hit a hit a got a strike and i was like well you know i actually didn't have anything scheduled and i was like well uh, i guess this is just i'll take this as a sign to take a week off so that way you know because the strike only lasts for a week they got me for questioning uh Uh, Questioning that uh, religious ceremony we hold every four Uh, Mm. years—that's a good way to say it, I guess.
0: Um, A complete fraud, as we know, it was totally, uh, totally rigged. We're not going to say what it was, Jose, but it was totally rigged.
1: Yes, exactly. And uh, it's funny too because a lot of us had the rigged one, and then it was like top. It was like, nope, stolen. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that's probably what did it. But whatever, I'm cool. it.
0: Topsoft is like, yeah, I live in Florida now. We're going to say stolen because you know it's the Brooklyn, Florida. (laughs) Brooklyn meets Florida, right?
1: Yeah, but that's surprisingly, I've gotten almost 200 episodes. I've gotten one warning before, but it was for, like, I had, like, a I used, a, I think, it, no, it wasn't a Jinx intro, but it was, or edit, but it was something similar, and it was, like, a little, like, uh, highlight with, like, a music video of all the messed up stuff the feds have done, and obviously, there's a lot of, like, violence, like, Gaddafi, stuff like that, and, uh, like, and they got me for violence. And this is all stuff that was, like, you know, that was on the evening news and shit, so it's, like... I mean, okay, I get it. You know, maybe some algo just saw random violence and plugged it. But whatever. I'm not – this one I'm more like, ah, oh, what the hell. Like I, The other one I could probably chop chalk up to just like an algo thing. But I'm surprised I've gone this far. I've, I've uh, really pushed the limit. Right. Uh, and yeah. And I got away with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's you're, awesome, you're, Your new
0: intro, though, was everything. Mike and I, uh, the last couple of weeks, have been doing the intro theme to each other. Um, the music, it just kind of – it's been our spirit animal. How does oh, it sound, like? The way the girl dances, it's like – the guys are making the money. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, How does the good. girl dance Eric? <laughs> yep. Yeah, the girl's like <laughs> <laughs> a weeb dance. Just a little woo woo senpai. Those dance. are the
0: new those are the new eighty seven thousand IRS agents just churning the butter, dude. Just churning okay. the inflation for Brandon. They can't do it quick enough.
1: Yeah. But uh yeah no I thought you were talking about my uh jinx ones I've been using on the dude, all the the, the, jinx- other
0: stuff. <laughs> the jinx that that jinx guy so um Clint had him on his show.
1: Oh my god, yeah, dude. His Durst?
0: his video, his videos are are. I don't think you've seen them, Mike. This is on Twitter. This account called not on Twitter. And yeah. He does these really hot thirty second to a minute long, minute and a half hot edits of like the most fire videos talking whether it's talking about Epstein or nine eleven or the wars or CIA shit or the drug war and and the edits and the music that he uses in the clips. Yeah, it's it's incredible, Jose.
1: Yeah, no, it, it is. It's really all over the place. It goes from like crazy, like, you know, legit, like, you know, uh, conspiracies like OKC with some, and then it goes into he'll do edits that are just weird stuff. Like, is, is Trump a, a time traveler? Like, it's all yeah. over the place. It's weird stuff. Like, but it, it's artistic. amazing. He's actually, he is definitely the one who's responsible for the OKC series because he had uh, mm. the edit I use the most often in the show because I've used a few different ones because he has a few different OKC edits, but, uh, the one I u- I've used the most is the one that's uh, that, like, I saw. And that's, got, like, I kind of already knew OKC was kind of horseshit. Uh, but, like, and, and I knew that the official story was off. But I never really did a, a deep dive. And then that video kind of, like, it because it hit on the Terrence Yiki angle. And then that kind of, like, yeah. tugged in my heartstrings. <laughs> and then I started digging d- deeper. And I was, like, holy moly. And the more I dug, the more I was, like, holy crap. And, and it's now it's, like, I'm at, like, what, something like a... Uh, I think I've done five episodes plus a bonus episode. I'll probably have at least two more, and I wouldn't be surprised if I end up doing more. Uh, you know, other stuff that kind of surrounds it. So, yeah, um, it's 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 a deep it's a deep hole when you go down that one. <laughs> it
0: is, man. Years ago, I watched a noble lie. The doc- I'm sure you've seen that that documentary, and then I came back and watched it kind of recently. And after we had Scott Horton on for our hundredth um, episode, I, I kind of we t- touched on it a little bit and um i looked into it some more so i was really excited to see that you you're doing an actual like kind of series on it and you had that fellow there richard booth is he mm-hmm. like a researcher or a journalist or what's his background and connection to all of it
1: um i forget i think it was, you know, was it roger charles do his name but he was kind of the protege of one of the main uh researchers of uh okc um he was just he's just kind of a guy researching you know just uh, it's uh, i guess it's the same thing as like we could call ourselves like uh Media personalities. It's like okay, like I'm not. I'm not saying that to like talk him down. I'm just he's a dude who's just got interested, started digging, collecting the information, uh, and then he eventually over time got in touch with I think Scott Horton and uh, it was like he kind of is like he like essentially is using the Libertarian Institute site as like a repository for all of his resource research, all the different you know whether it be uh, you know uh, videos or article clips, you know kind of reveal different stuff all over the place um uh, and yeah that, so i don't know if he's technically part of the libertarian institute I don't, I don't know specifically but he he is like their okc guy essentially because he's the one who's kind of like put that all together so all of his research is in libertarian institute um and i think it uh, this i guess this is a point i brought up a lot the something with the uh, okc thing i think the time that it came out kind of plays into the uh the I guess the magic of it if you will because like or to the modern day of like digging into it because it happened in like the 90s it was at the spot where like internet and stuff like that was just kind of happening so it was at that spot where it was like the information's out there it was just like kind of hard to retrieve it and now we're in a spot where things are getting easier to find and so now the information is kind of coming together uh I mean not that it has it has been coming together for a while now but it just kind of builds and builds and builds um, so, and I, I think that's part of why there's so much wild stuff too. Cause I think the feds were still in this phase where they were cocky. Cause like in the 50s, they could do some crazy stuff. Like you look at like MK Ultra, uh, Cointel Pro, Operation Chaos, stuff like that. And you're like, they're just like doing crazy stuff and just getting away with it. But it's like, it's the 50s. What, what is someone going to do? The internet? Like tell their friend about it. Like, <laughs> like I, They're cool.
0: going to get the can with the string on it. Hey, the feds did it. You know, and then two days later, get a response. <laughs>
1: exactly. Like if it's not getting on the evening news, it's not really getting spread in that kind of way. So, uh, yeah. It, anyways, I, I ramble about that enough. But yet it's a. It is. It is. Yeah. That's that's who he is. He's uh. He's great. Uh, he's a prime autist, and he's put his powers of uh, of it towards OKC. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. I, I do think he's actually genuinely, but but in like a good way. And like uh, I'm completely going to become a completely weaponized subanimal. Mike. Yeah. You, you know, when it's weaponized and it's aimed at something yeah, yeah, there's a, there's
0: a targeted campaign. Um, yeah, so I, I haven't i've I've looked at Oklahoma City a little bit here and there, but uh, probably, what would you say are like a couple of really big takeaways from all the research you've done, Jose, and talking to him if you had to tell somebody why the op is so fishy and why it's not what we told we were told
1: uh, what it is? I mean, really, there's so many things you can go into. I mean, I can. I guess I'll just bring up a few things that were probably the most intriguing to me. Uh, I think the Yeeke angle is the one that like sucks people in because he was the guy who uh, who was one of the first responders. Um, uh, he uh, he was like uh, saved multiple people from the 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 fucking uh, the OKC bombing, and uh, it was never quite said exactly what he knew. But then you know, uh, and we're going to end up. We haven't touched on that yet in our series, but we will. Um, and, uh, but a lot of people have touched on the Terrence already. So there's plenty of, like, if you, people out there want to go dig into it, there's already plenty of information about Terrence but he essentially, you know, said to a lot of people that like, Hey, there was weird stuff. It was, it was also looking like he was trying to link up with other people, maybe getting plans in place to kind of like, he thought something was up. Like he, he I think if I remember correctly, he actually told his wife and she did a radio interview uh, that like basically it was like like what they said happened didn't happen i forget how he worded it like i'm paraphrasing it but he basically said something like that But he was always really vague with her and i think she even said something along the lines of like uh he implied like he didn't want to tell her kind of deal like he was trying to protect her like he was even i think trying to like take out a I don't know if it was a life insurance Well, actually i think they were technically separated at the time he was trying to get remarried simply for their life insurance purposes and he was doing a lot there was a there's a whole like hour-long radio interview with her if anyone's like really that interested like like from like years ago uh where she goes into her whole story and from her side and it's pretty wild and yeah he he died uh you know the the official case like they ruled it as a suicide but if you look into it it is the most one of the most insane suicides you'll ever see it's like kind of like a hillary clinton type suicide like it was like slashes all over him he supposedly like bled in his car something ridiculous like went hundreds of yards if it might even have been a half mile to a mile or more into another field and then there was like a bullet that went through at a weird angle like the trajectory is like no one like kind of like this like no one shoots him it's like that's a weird way to shoot yourself I, I don't know i mean i guess you could but like it just a lot of weird stuff a whole bunch of cuts all over him um it, and yeah it definitely he didn't like it, it it's pretty silly to say it was a suicide it definitely looked like right. he got off um, and that, that happened to Kenneth do as well, although I don't think he's as, exactly as much of a sympathetic character. I think Ike, uh really tugs on the heartstrings more because he's a cop. Like, that's why he was there. He, you know, he was kind of like, and I know, like, uh, I mean, I'm not sure. I know you guys are libertarianish. I'm not exactly sure your specific flavor, but I'm like an antcap. So I'm not a huge fan of cops. But it, there is still a little part of me that when I see, like, somebody like a cop or somebody that's doing something, trying to do the right thing, and then they get screwed over like it does, it is kind of like you kind of feel bad because you get it. Like they were trying to be the good cop, uh, they were trying to do the noble thing, and he got off. Now Kenneth's trying to do. He was a um, he was a prisoner, uh, and uh, supposedly he was getting his life together and stuff. I don't know the whole sob story around it, but uh, he got off in prison. Uh, same kind of thing. I think they ruled as a suicide, but he was like you could visibly look at his body and see he was beat to shit. Like he someone beat the hell out of him and a lot of other weird stuff too and uh come to find out i guess he looked like i forget which one but he looked very much like one of the uh i think maybe richard lee guthrie he looked very much like one of the other accomplices of timothy mcveigh that wasn't really explicitly named in the official narrative so it sounds like uh they thought uh, it was him and they often thinking that you don't know, kind of tie up loose ends um but yeah the other two uh i mean i know i feel like i'm rambling but there's just so much here the The Andreas Straussmeier is Mm. one of the biggest ones um, because he was a guy that like if you even if you look into like some more conspiratorial ones, most people breeze over him. Uh, But he was a guy who met with, uh, you know, McVeigh multiple times. Uh, I can't really spout off all the different connections, but he was definitely highly connected. I highly suggest going to take out my series. And uh, we did almost a whole episode on Straussmeier. Straussmeier, yeah. And he was the guy who was from like Germany. He glows Mm. like the sun. (laughs) Everything about him is like this dude is is a glowy like and like and we're talking like overseas glowy like working with our glowies like and yeah it, it's it, it's pretty wild i mean i i it's hard for me to like go over all information but he's one of the connections that's really wild the other one's roger moore which he, once again both of these characters are characters even in the more conspiratorial like place you look at most people breeze over these guys uh roger moore was the guy that uh even in the official narrative, they'll, they'll talk about him, but they only breeze over him and that he is the guy that uh, supposedly shortly before the bombing, um, uh, who is it? Uh, McVeigh and Nichols robbed him, uh, or it may have actually just been Nichols. I think it was technically just Nichols, but, you know, in accomplices, whatever. Um, they robbed him and got a bunch of his stuff because uh, he had a ton of guns, ton of, you know, I forget exactly, but you know, things of monetary value, whether it be gold, silver, actual money—I don't remember. Uh, but eventually, he stole him, took a ton of stuff off him, and this was stuff they used to have, like uh, you know, to be able to fund their operation. Uh, and apparent, like, it, and the official story is he was like, "Oh my god, they stole from me!" And it's kind of one of those things that's way too convenient. You're like, "Well, you stole from a guy that you already had a relationship with." Because uh, they had known each other before and you stole a ton of guns, ton of money, and it was like, oopsies, he stole from me. It almost just kind of seemed like a convenient excuse. And you know, if you dig into that more, you can see. Also, Roger Moore has a ton of Fed connections. Uh, you know, that's kind of the through line with a lot of these characters. A lot of them have a ton of Fed connections to where it's like, okay, like, yeah, sure, maybe you could make the case they're not a Fed. But you get to the point where it's like, all right, we're we're kind of past the point of uh, plausible deniability. It's getting a little ridiculous. This, this thing's
0: glowing real bright.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: It's working hand in glowy glove, you
1: know. Yes. And so. um, yeah, I mean,
0: you know, over the years, I've kind of had back and forth feelings about McVeigh and his level of involvement. But after watching a couple of your episodes, um, I, I would say, you know, he was definitely one of the masterminds and planners he drove the truck up to the building but there was clearly somebody else with him and they have the footage of that and they've never released that and i think actually congressman uh former congressman dana roebacher was actually pretty uh open into questioning oklahoma city and he lives up in maine now so i'm going to definitely look into trying getting him on the program um but uh did did you and booth talk at all about who that other person might have been that was in the truck with mcveigh that walked away after parking it
1: yeah, we've talked about that a few times on a few different occasions. I, and we we did a, I think one of the more recent episodes we did go <laughs> a little bit more in depth into the whole uh, John Doe two aspect of the story, and and because there's a whole so many different characters involved in this story because he had so many different accomplices and it looks like a lot of them did play some part in the OKC uh, bombing uh, as opposed to just the official narrative that was just him and Nichols. Um, and right. yeah, um, got it zoned out. What was this? What was the question again? <laughs> uh oh uh oh, um, John Doe too, my bad. Okay. Uh yeah, there none of the characters match up because I believe John Doe 2 was supposed to be kind of like a darker complexion, kind of a ethnically ambiguous looking type fella, kind of a top lobster, if you will. Uh kind of my build it a little more muscular. Could be Middle Eastern
0: or could be Brooklyn, yeah. Puerto Rican.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so none of the major characters really seem to jive with him. So that is one of the big things, is like who is this guy? He's also, I think, shown up in a few other places and like, you know, oh, s- sightings of that specific person. Um, I, that's one of those ones we don't know. Um, we just don't know. There are so many, you know, hands in the pot of this like story that it legit just could just be another person. There, there are so many different connections and and different trails you can go down, um, you know, because uh, I mean, he, he had been doing stuff prior to he had been involved in like uh militia movements robbing uh what was it banks or what i don't remember what they were robbing but they they were, he was he'd done a lot of other stuff and made a lot of other connections and a lot of weird connections as well and he'd been doing stuff for a while so there are a lot of weird little trails you can go down here but yeah. so far as john doe 2 i don't know uh, and i don't think really there's a whole lot of good but they do have then once again i guess uh, to your earlier question of like things that kind of like open your eyes to it that's one of the other ones the uh the security footage they have the security footage
0: yeah, um, I mean, there's a receipt for it, and there's there's yeah. the internal documents show that they saw it and they had it and, and what it showed.
1: Yeah, and they, I think their their official story is that they lost it um, <laughs> or something, because they're like, "Yep, yeah, we have it," and then I think they tried to like get it in court, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, well, I don't know where it is." Um, and of uh, but although later there was a uh, Fed, I wish I could remember the story better, but uh, this one <sighs> booth brought up that there was some Fed who tried to sell it to some major news network for like a million dollars. And then obviously the uh, major news network tipped off the feds uh, and never played that. Um, so yeah, I mean it seems to be it's definitely out there somewhere. Um, maybe it'll come out at some point. Maybe it won't. Uh, one thing Richard Booth brought up, uh, which is a good point, is he's kind of concerned, and I wouldn't. I'm kind of a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised either if they you know do br- like drop it at some point. I'm like oh we found it and. They do some video editing and you know, oh, look, oh, yep, just Timothy McVeigh. You see, all you crazy conspiracy hmm. theorists, it was just Timothy McVeigh. And it sounds like kooky stuff, but in this modern day, that's not outside the realm of like what oh, is they possible. Could deep,
0: they could totally deep fake yeah. it. They could have yeah. Top Lops to go in and just airbrush it, and, it would just yeah. <laughs> and put a giant dick in there or something and say that was the accomplice. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> people would go for it. It's like Jose, that footage of Flight 175 hitting the World Trade Center that, that dropped 20 years after the fact.
1: Yeah, that was I don't know if you saw that. That was fucking wild to see that dude. Yeah, I don't know what that angle is. That 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 whole thing for from me, I go well, so schizo. Uh, I'm not Jinx, like a no planer or anything Jinx crazy. Did like a, that. Uh,
0: Jinx did a video about that.
1: I think so. But yeah, like the guy to me, that just reads as like if I have to come up with a crazy conspiracy theory, I genuinely think that it may just be them fucking with us. Like we're gonna fuck with the crazy schizos and be like, yep, all you guys were like no plane, look. Because uh, I do think there was probably, I mean, I've never done a deep 9-11 dive, but the a lot of the, like, the no-planers or it's only one plane, I don't go that far. I do think it happened. I think uh, there are definitely weird Israel and Saudi connections, and so that's more where the real hot yeah, issue's at. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people go like, oh, controlled demolition. Maybe. I don't know. I kind of doubt it. Uh, and then people go into like no-plane or, or just one-plane. I'm like, all right, we're getting a little crazy here. Yeah.
0: um <laughs> those are sidebars I, yeah. just to distract from the real yeah. good stuff you know
1: yeah which is like, that's kind of my theory on this is like the feds are just like you know what let's just let's rile them up a cool little up bit make them shit. seem more crazy
0: Throw the pot now did you ever look into the, any of the stuff about mcveigh being part of a um undercover unit when he was in the military where he would pretend to be a militia guy and infiltrate these movements and get in with them and
1: run yeah, operations that- and stuff PatCon. Uh, Pat I don't Conn. think he ever explicitly said it was PatCon. Uh, once once again, I want to tell everybody a lot of stuff I'm saying. I may not recall it perfectly. So definitely go watch the series. That watch fuck the, series. Up the details. Yeah. But And Booth's look at is, Richard
0: Booth's work, which yeah, can be found at antiwar.com yeah. or...
1: Uh, libertarianinstitute.com or is it .org? .org. .com, I think. I think yeah. One of the two. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, someone can look it up. Some, I'm sure someone in the chat will put it. But, uh, God, what was it? Uh Damn it! What was the question? I'm zoning out today. Uh, Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, talking
0: about Mc McVeigh and Pat yes, Con and, and being McVay undercover, uh, glowing part of an operation. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, uh, that was. Like, there's a lot to support that he at least said that because I mean, whether it's true or not is right. To be not to be is like it's one of those things because like, uh, and there have been people who have admitted this is a thing that does happen. Is they would take people from the military uh even specifically you know i guess because the thing was he did he did and this is basically confirmed he did go he was in the military he did go for i forget which specifically which one but for some special force unit might have been green berets i I don't recall uh because he was army um but uh the 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 story is the official story is that he had issues with like his foot or something uh, cause he'd been on a long deployment and, you know, like, uh, just kind of hadn't really been able to take care of himself as well out there in the, out in the, de- the sandbox. Um, and so he just wasn't up in like, you know, peak condition for this. And so he ended up failing out, uh, of, you know, special forces training. Uh, at least that's what he told a lot of people. Uh, you know, cause like the story is that's supposed to be the official story. Like, and he, but then he did tell some people, I believe, I think it might've been like a letter to his sister his sister or, and a letter, yeah, some yep. shit like that. I, where he like basically was like, no, I uh, I got like I got contacted to be in a special unit or some stuff. Right. And there have been other people who've corroborated this is a thing that they do do. Mm-hmm. It's called cheap dip. Cheap they would Take it. Yeah. And they would. Uh, and the thing is, the, the problem is like people looking for evidence. And I know it's kind of like convenient if you're going to conspiracy world. And they're like, look at you, you crazy people with no evidence, jumping to conclusions. Like there would be no evidence for this. There just wouldn't. Because right. the thing is, they basically. Uh, Some I don't know if they technically get rid of your records or what but they're mm. basically uh you know out of the prying eyes of the public for essentially eternity or gone you know one of the two um so yeah good luck finding any evidence of that but yeah it is heavily rumored he was involved in like patcon um which it definitely seems that way uh because I do know when he did get picked up one of the first things he, he did he was kind of singing to the cops when he first got picked up. Kind of basically like hey you know guys don't worry this will be all okay i'm you know i'm like i'm one of you i'm one of them on the feds you know and like had a whole story and he was talking about too about how uh i think he even if i recall correctly i believe while he was waiting to go and he said something along the lines of how they would uh you know they would uh you know run drugs for the uh feds um to get you know fund their operations which you know doesn't sound that crazy now, because, uh, you know, like, say some crazy got pulled in and was making bullshit up. Like, in modern day, you'd be like, okay, yeah, well, you just watched a few movies. But in 95, that wasn't, like, a common knowledge thing, and that wasn't thing that no. had been completely admitted at that time. That that is 100% a thing the feds have done, is they would, you know, run drugs and do mm-hmm. shit like that. So, I mean, that's weird, uh, you know, that he kind of, like, copped up to that. I don't think he ever specifically said Pat Conn. But he did say something along the lines of, like, you know, undercover. kind of like infiltrating militias yeah. and stuff, which that's another thing, you know, kind of like the same point of the drug running thing is that wasn't something that had been admitted at the, at the time. And then later it was came out that, oh, yeah, we had a PatCon operation, which yeah. was essentially exactly what Timothy McVeigh And explained. then is,
0: isn't there some kind of creepy footage of him that might be him in a
1: tank? Yeah. Uh, Richard Booth doesn't seem to think much of it. And I don't really think a whole lot of it either. Is that uh, him I or watched- they,
0: they haven't proven it's him?
1: supposedly the guy, the, the, I forget what it basically was some director or some shit. He, uh, of something, I guess he was at a military base and he took a video and then later he's like, Oh my God, this looks just like McVeigh. And this, he, the idea to kind of prove the uh, whole Pat Conn link, the idea that he was still in the military after right. being out of the military. Right. Um, and I mean, you look at the, I watched the video, um, and it doesn't, I mean, it, they look alike. I could believe it's the same person, but, Timmy McVeigh is also the generic white dude face. He just is. He looks, he's yeah. a very generic looking white guy. He just is. Um, and like, so it's not that crazy. Like I even joked with booth. Like, like I could totally believe if someone, if like you made up some crazy story and someone's like, yeah, this is Timothy Vey. He survived. I could be like, okay, I can see it. Like even like booth kind of has a similar face structure, long face you know, kind of a lot of the same stuff. Same thing with, with, with McVay. McVay looked very similar uh, to a lot of people. I guess supposedly the big aspect, the sort of smoking gun, not quite smoking, is that the guy, I guess, took it to like a. Because the guy talked in it, the guy he's playing with McVeigh, he took it to some voice guy and he was like, said it was something like an 85 or something percent match, which I don't know. I hear that and I don't really feel like that's that strong. I don't know. But apparently uh, the guy said, supposedly, that i would testify in court that it is entirely him i guess saying mm-hmm. 85% voice match is good enough to say that i don't know apparently according to booth i forget the details there have been other people who have done research that kind of cast doubt upon that to see i guess someone followed up with that uh, supposed you know voice expert and he was like no i did not fucking say that what are you talking about <laughs> so i mean I, I i don't know i mean and that's a, one of the great things about this the series with bringing booth along with me he he doesn't he doesn't go into the fantastical, and if it's something mm. that's not backed up or doesn't have, it's because it's kind of like with that one. Like he, he, kind of like implied, like I don't know, it could be, but there's not really, there's nothing really, there's not really anything here other than he kind of looks like him. That's really it. So yeah,
0: and to go along with government, you know, uh, drug running and intelligence agencies being involved in drug running and bringing it into America, you, you of course have Iran Contra back in the '80s. And, um, you know, later on, you know, the crack epidemic. From the eighties had
1: connections to the, uh, the Iron Contra. But. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, the, yeah, that, that makes Seale. sense. And then,
0: and then, yeah, Barry Seal and um, another great 9-11 researcher that I don't think gets enough coverage or plays, Daniel Hopsaker. And he actually went down to the flight schools in Florida uh, not long after the 9-11 attacks happened and basically discovered that the flight schools down there were um, fronts for drug running. Uh, Huffman Aviation, where two, where Mohammed Atta showed up in July of 2000. Um, that same week, one of the owners of the flight school got busted with 43 pounds of heroin, one of the largest drug busts. The same week that the, you know, the hijacker who flew into the uh, first World Trade Center building on uh, Flight 11. So uh, he had a great book, Daniel Hopsiker, called "Welcome to Terrorland," which talks all about those connections and the Dutch national Rudy Decker's who ran the place and Wally Hilliard who financed it. And uh, um, I'm hoping to do it maybe a show about that leading up to the 21st anniversary because yeah, you had the I balls to like, ask Jeb Bush about that, Mike. Yeah, I asked Jeb about it because uh, Hofstetter did some great on-the-ground research about that. Um, he talked to a uh, cop. You know, you're mentioning cops earlier, man. I think you know. I think uh, uh, like any profession, man. There's there's gr- mostly good people and, and people who want to do the right thing, but like anything, there's there can be a propensity for corruption or people wanting to use their power to, you know, to abuse people and abuse the system. But Hopsaker dug up this local cop who, who, you know, had won awards and was great with the community. And he was like, yeah, the day after 9-11, a C-130 showed up down here at the flight school uh, with a, um, a rider truck that was driven onto it that had all the records from the uh, Huffman Aviation Flight School. And aboard that C-130 was Governor Jeb Bush, they took all the records, and then they flew away, and no one ever saw them again. So the that, rider truck,
1: you say. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: They could have been driven by uh, McFay and, and McAvee. They could both still be alive. They were uh, they were driving it. They were working on it. You know, he was a mechanic for the truck. But, um, yeah, that's a whole area of 911 you don't hear a lot about because everyone's um, arguing about, you know, Building 7 and Thermite and the towers and what happened at the pentagon and i think that just distracts from a lot of the really great nitty gritty and maybe more nuanced and maybe less less like flashy stuff related to yeah. it but I, st- I think it's really important it's a huge crux of it because muhammad Atta was hanging out with a guy named uh, wolfgang Borringer, who later turned out was a cia asset that was yeah. his drinking buddy and uh we were told well no the hijackers were devout muslims they, they didn't they didn't drink and it's like well there's stories down in Florida of them hanging out with strippers and drinking and, you know, drugs and, you know, wads of cash and wearing airline outfits and all kinds of crazy stuff. So there's a whole other story there that you don't hear about a lot. But uh, Daniel Hopsinger goes into it quite a bit. And, um, yeah, I yeah, no, for-
1: like,
0: oh, go ahead. I was going to say like Oklahoma City or Iran Contra or any, you know, anything like that even the vietnam man they you know there's stories about drugs being smuggled back during the vietnam war um on, you know in body bags and stuff so it's really dark and illicit but i think there's there's, there's a lot of truth to it
1: yeah uh there i wish I, there's i feel like richard touched on some of the uh, the stuff in the in the vietnam war but uh anyways i did want to bring up i did kind of want to touch on i do find it i'm like kind of i don't know i need to figure out a way to say this better uh but I, I know a lot of people, especially in, like, the know, truther communities or whatever, get, like, really upset about, like, uh, I don't know, people like no-planers or one-planers or some of the more kooky conspiracies. But I, I do think they have their merit as well because, uh, I, I at least for me, I love going – like, I listen to Sam Tripoli all the time, like Tim Foyle hat. And he, don't get me wrong. He goes in some kooky territory sometimes. And I, I don't believe, like, 90 percent Michael, Michael people,
0: Jackson's alive. Did you watch yeah, that I, one? I,
1: yeah, that one was pretty wild. But Fire. Was stuff I'm like, okay, I don't Fire. know if I believe it, but uh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> he did one on uh, Son of Sam, which yeah.
0: was fascinating too. Yes.
1: Yeah, I watched that. But, you know, it's what my point being is like, there is something to that. And, like for me, I'm, I I'm, mean, maybe it's just someone like, once you get better at sifting through information, but I'm very, I'm like, I'm completely fine to listen to crazy conspiracy theories and be like, huh, wow, and listen, but like, not 100% believe everything I hear. And I, I don't know if like people are worried that'll happen. And a lot of times, some of these crazy conspiracies end up having merit to them. Uh, I mean, maybe it's just the people pushing the envelope, but there is definitely a case to say that like uh, I don't know that, that they do sometimes take the uh, I don't know make make, make the, it look unserious. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. There's some. There's gotta be some middle ground because I do think there's merit to the crazy schizos that go in places like that. Uh, Those are sometimes some of our best people, I think. But they're also sometimes feds. so I don't know.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you remember back in, like, 2006, a former Bush administration economist, Morgan Reynolds, went on the major mainstream media channels and promoted the idea of cartoon planes, and I think that was done intentionally to distract from the momentum that was coming up with the five-year anniversary and the family members pushing for a new investigation and people supporting that. I think that got diluted, and it just, people, it got shot into different camps, and Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's kind of turned into for some people, it's a hobby, which I think it's, Hey, fine. But I think that's kind of sad if you're really trying to get the really good information out there and convince people who don't look at this otherwise, or wouldn't even listen to it. Um, I mean, I think people can speculate and talk and have any theory they want, but if, if you're trying to convince people like in in a serious way, I, I I think, um, going with the best and, you know, backed up and, and sourced and documented research, I think is the best way to go. Oh, I agree. I I mean, yeah, of course, it's fun to talk about conspiracy theories about anything. Like, for example, Jose, I've done a complete uh, 180 on Flight 77 hitting the Pentagon. For years, I did not think that a plane hit the Pentagon and that they did some other shit there. But now I'm just I've been shown so much evidence um, of the plane being there and the wreckage and DNA of the passengers and pieces of the plane um, and everything that, uh, yeah, Flight 77 uh, hit the Pentagon. So you can go too far and go off the rails. But I do agree with you that it is fun um when you have it in check to go into those like Sam Tripoli waters and like Nazis in, in Antarctica on <laughs> and bases and shit and make uh Eisenhower closing deals with the aliens, saying we have an intergalactic space treaty with the aliens. That's amazing. Yeah. And oh then, you know, then, Michael Michael Jackson
1: faking his death. You know, all that fun stuff. Oh, here's a fun little scoop for you guys. Uh my wife is a, re- a distant – well, not even really that distant, but a fairly close relative to the admirable bird guy. Admirable – admiral, admiral – I keep saying admirable. Admiral <laughs> bird. The guy, you know, the whole that, – that what, that whole conspiracy um, – Jump. What was it called? Jump high or something? I forget. Operation high yeah, jump. A- yeah, I the jump. Whole, an- a- whole Antarctica shit. He's like who that Ooh. whole like conspiracy hinges off of. She is legit related to him. Her family really? who lives in uh, – North Carolina legit still lives on like the land part of his land Uh, because, like, apparently, like, they uh, their side of the family descends from like his brother. But I guess you know, when he died, he kind of like the the land kind of got possessed by his brother, so literally living on the same land as him. Uh, and I, I, I will say, I have my uh, I'm not gonna say too much that way, you know, maybe maybe there's some truth to it. I have no idea, but uh, um. Apparently he... there are still possessions of his out there, and I have my wife. Uh, I was like, so we actually just—I—I I, I knew they were related, but I didn't know some of the other crazy conspiracies. And my wife started digging into it and talking to her family. And apparently, all, right. they all knew about it and shit. And apparently, there's, there's still like stuff there's, of his around. So I'm there's like, cruxes. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, so I—I I guess they still have some of his like aviation goggles and shit. So I'm like, hey, get your family to look around, see if the, there's hey, any interesting. Has you your wife been to, to the, the compound? which compound which the I'm one moving. that he
0: owned that's now in the family well, it's
1: it's not really necessarily like compound it's just a well, bunch a of land, land and they're land, like okay. and there's a bunch of people live on it cuz it's that's a pretty true. it's a really country area in north carolina yeah. you know so, yeah uh, that,
0: Tripoli that dug into well he mentioned that he brought it up on rogan and rogan like yeah. looked at him kind of like what the fuck bro you know yeah but um no, is why yeah, isn't that kind of essentially he's claiming that there there's contact
1: with another with an alien species in arctica is that kind of i don't know the specifics there's a whole bunch of different ways that conspiracy goes people take it to hollow earth people take it (laughs) to aliens people take it to that there's some sort of he found evidence of a uh you know people there whether they were living currently or they had died previously it's all over (laughs) the place supposedly there's a there, there was like a diary of his that I guess you can buy. I don't know how legit it is. I, I don't. Right. I haven't done a whole lot of deep, uh, deep diving. Yeah. But I, I, I do. I am like, told my wife, I'm like, hey, you should, because uh, hmm. you never know. There could be some document laying around. I'm like, we could definitely, whoa. yeah, look
0: into that more and do a whole <laughs> like, gather like, as much. <laughs> for- that could be a new Indiana Jones thing with Galison Mike. He's the new Indiana Jones. Yeah, he yeah. has the whip and the hat. And yeah. uh, for Fire Pixie, I think we know what Eisenhower was talking about in 1961 when he warned about the military-industrial
2: complex. He was talking about a certain senator from North Carolina named Lindsay. and he said, beware of the missiles and beware of the bulges in the senator's pants that's going to come down the line 45, 50 years from now. You ain't going to see it. He ain't going to be wearing a dress, but when he's behind closed doors, he is wearing a dress. And it ain't J. Edgar Hoover. It's Auntie Lindsay. And he loves your fire pixie, and he appreciates your support.
1: I think Lindsey Graham's just one of those leprechauns that lives in Hollow Earth, in Antarctica. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that could be Lindsey. They, they could get Lindsey to reach out, um, like when they do have disclosure. If they had Lindsey Graham show up, dude, show a little bit of leg, a little bit of boot, some uh, some medals.
2: I think we could we could strike a deal. But you know, Lindsey would probably want to bomb the aliens. Yep. Like, I got no ET comes in peace, and if he brings me the right anal probes, maybe I won't bomb them. Maybe I want to trade with them. I want to trade exotic toys. I want to trade inter- interplanetary toys with him, and Fire Pixie. We can do it. It's going to take boots, moon boots. So there you go, Fire Pixie. That's for you. Thank you for your support. <laughs> but, yeah, you got to have humor,
0: too, with it, too, man, or you go nuts. You know, oh, for sure. Yeah, this,
1: you, uh, can't,
0: you can't go all hard, all serious all the time. I mean, hell, I, I got some good SOMA, and I watched a new reality series called Forever Summer the Hamptons. I watched that on, on Amazon. It's just a bunch of hollow, vapid, retarded, trust fund kids running around the Hamptons during the summer doing black and white affair parties and having parties on the beach and so detached from reality and in their own bubble. But it was it was just nice to kind of take a break. Dude, you Jersey did, Shore was a shit. Exactly. It was a nicer, more uh, debonair, um, less trashy Jersey Shore because it was in the Hamptons. Yeah. but um you gotta, you you gotta watch t- jose for uh like what are you into for if you need like a two-hour right. distraction to soma to unplug uh, yeah. what kind of soma do you like to ingest
1: well distractions wise i mean i I don't watch a ton of tv um I, i'll watch some stuff with my kids uh you know um i i mean you can see i'm kind of a comic nerd so i do kind of follow a lot of the uh you know pop culture shit there i mean i'm not like as fervent about it as i used to i mean most of it's kind of disappointing uh, and for example, the She-Hulk thing, I do want to say, I don't think it's as, I watch it with my daughter, I don't think it's as bad as everyone says it is, but I understand where they're coming from, because it is kind of bad, but also, I, I wasn't expecting much more, because in the comics, like, She-Hulk sometimes is written that way, because she's kind of like a feminist icon, so sometimes they write her like an obnoxious feminist, so I, I wasn't really that surprised, like, oh, yeah, this is the character you're working with, I don't I mean, you were surprised they went that route? Okay. Anyways, but um, podcast wise, I know I, I, I like to do uh, Kill Tony. Uh, oh, it's great. Hinge Clip's you know, great. Kill Tony's good. Uh, I think there's one other comedy podcast I listen to. I'm trying to remember what it is. Uh, fuck. Oh, Legion of Skanks, I listen to regularly. And then, yeah, Sam Tripoli, I, I still kind of see that as a relaxing thing as well. Because it is like, once again, it's like I'm not like, oh my God, the fucking Kazarians are running the world. Like, I don't immediately jump to that, but it is interesting because you're like, it does take you down some weird ones, and you're like, okay, well, that's interesting. All right, and you can kind of start applying that thought to other things, and so there's always, there's usually a grain of truth in some of the crazy shit. So, you know, I don't know, it, it Implemented in my thinking. Try not to get too schizo, but I don't know. I I, don't, I really I'm a, I'm doing shit all the time, so I don't really have a whole lot of stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I very rarely watch TV, but comedy podcasts occasionally, not a whole lot. But yeah, and then Tower Power Hour is kind of like my outlet as well. That keeps me <laughs> yeah. relaxed. So I, I don't know I feel like if I hadn't, if I haven't, um, if I hadn't been fucking on a Tower Power, I'd probably be going a little crazy because you're doing the serious shit all the time. It gets old. Uh, so it's nice to just yeah. cut up, but you know, and say awful shit. So. And
0: <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be now the four pony
1: boys. What's that all
0: about? But that's a spinoff of a spinoff, right? I, I mean, mean four horsemen. I called them.
1: No, it's an original concept. Um. <laughs> uh, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a, a, an unabashed ripoff. Although, like, it is, like, a, the name is a ripoff. But I was going more for, like, we've had on Tower Power, sometimes we, we'll call, like, what's called Big Brain Time. where Because, I mean, all of us, like, yeah, we goof off and do, like, t- you know, make silly jokes and shit. But, like, we all are all, like, libertarian autists that do, like, sometimes we'll accidentally get sucked into, like, a serious, like, discussion. And so then it's like it's kind of off brand for the show. And we'll kind of joke and call it big brain time. It's like people aren't coming there for that. But then we'll just kind of accidentally be like, we got to discuss this. Um, And so that was the vibe I was going for that show. I want to dial it back a little bit instead of like the six people in the show. So four kind of is a good number. Um, And then I figured, you know, uh, so I figured the the prime four would be me, top, uh, Clint and Reed. And then we kind of go from there. Uh, kind of the same, it's kind of similar template to kind of probably what you guys are doing with uh, four horsemen. The only difference is you guys do you, uh, Eric, or well, not you, but er- yeah, you, Eric, and uh, Reed and uh, Ryan, and then have a different guest every time. Whereas yeah. I already have the four, but the way I see it in my head, I kind of like the idea of what we do with Tower Power where we have six hosts because <laughs> we don't always show up to every episode, but it's the idea of that, like, you know, if someone's got something going on, whatever. Doesn't right. cause issues of scheduling, it makes scheduling way more flexible. So, I figure with this, that the way I'll work it is like, let's say, for example, I get Dave Smith for the next one. I'm not saying I do, I'm just this example, first thing in mind. Um, then I just have one of the guys sit out uh, and, you know, whoever's willing to, and we kind of, you know, switch around like that. That way, we always have an extra guy in case someone, you know, I don't know, can't make it or what have you. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: well, that's, that's, that's definitely a cool format. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that way you got it covered, you know, and you still be able to. You know, talk about stuff. It's like uh, multiple limbs, and even if you chop one off, you're still going to be able to limp on, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, the the first one already got nuked off YouTube. It was actually doing good numbers on YouTube. Then it got nuked. It does decent. It's doing decent numbers on my audio uh, and uh, Odyssey. But I mean, content like that, the ones that like are kind of more like catchy, it really does screw you when it gets taken off YouTube. Uh, but not a big deal. I generally yeah. get more on audio, so whatever. We've been lucky with Four Horsemen.
0: Uh, it's, you know, hosted on Reed's channel, obviously. I think only mm-hmm. one of them has been nuked, and it was the one I wasn't even in. I was traveling, and, and uh, they had Adam and Dawson, I think, and Fitch, uh, DJ Thermal Detonator, I think, and they went really oh, deep. Oh, Nelson. In, deep wasn't that things. on Reed's channel, Eric, or was that on our channel? Yeah. No, it was on Reed's channel. Oh, I mean, and he, Jack and radio. We've only had one video nuked, and that was talking about uh, the flu world order. We had on um, God, I never remember her name. Mike, what the hell is Gary Holland from uh, RFK Junior's group, Children's Health Defense, and she's a, uh, a vaccine injury lawyer, an expert, Harvard educated, a really brilliant, um, sharp woman, even. competent, you know, sharp person. And we had a great discussion, and um, just a regular discussion, you know, not saying one way or another what we, whatever. It just it think got nuked after. I don't know, five a few hours, a few hours they nuked it. Yeah. Before mm. I could even get it on our audio on Podbean. So it's gone. Yeah, it we sucks. lost it. We lost it forever. It belongs to time now. But uh, I, th-
1: I think we're allowed to talk about that now. I saw something on Twitter where they shared something where I guess now they changed the terms of service where you can talk oh. about it. Well, the so, thing is, Jose, nice what,
0: what we were talking about with Mary Holland is now kind of all
2: out in the open. It's common the minute, knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. Common knowledge. Yeah. People, well, it, as long as the CDC says what I can put in my butt. And yeah, that includes monkeypox vials. I'm gonna do it. We're gonna do it, Fire We're gonna do it fast. All right, we got a couple of chats here I want to get to because we're comments yeah. on JC sent us a four ninety nine
0: super chat for the Info Wars Lego fund. Let me tell you, JC. I was doing 24-hour days, but then I went into the quantum realm, and I'm doing 48-hour days now. We're doing what we used to do in one day. We're doing two days, what we used to do in one day, and it's just as tiring. I would go back in time and rebuild Sandy Hook. and make, you know, I would just go back in time and not talk about it, and not talk about Wayne Carver, and not talk about all the, you know, the shooters in the woods. But that's either here or there Infowars.com, force.com, save Infowars. horse.
1: Not to get you nuked, just to re- quickly go over it. Have you guys ever taken a deep dive in Handy Sook? Have you ever taken
0: a dive there? <laughs> I looked at some of the anomalies early on. Um, some of the stuff about um, maybe there was more than one shooter, um, I, but I never, I never was like yeah. it didn't happen or, or the people yeah. didn't die. I never, I never thought yeah, that. I don't anything.
1: assert that either, but it, it glows a little bit. That's for sure. I mean, you know, <laughs> all these things can
0: glow in the dark, man. No matter what it is, and, and, and I get it. It's emotional because you're talking yeah. about children and. Um, you know, what happened with the parents, I think, is awful. Um, nobody, nobody should be harassing anybody. I think that's disgusting. But I think Alex Jones had a right to talk about it and to question any – you have a right to question any big event. And um, he got himself in some hot water, I think, because he didn't do his due diligence. He would rush on air with half the facts and present it as such. Um, if his opinion was that it, that it was a false flag and it didn't happen or whatever he wanted to call it, he has a right to – if it's wrong, he has a right to be wrong. We have a right I, to be wrong, but
1: I also hate though that the idea that the, the common narrative with stuff like this, well they'll say stuff like that, like how irresponsible you're being coming without all the facts or I guess it'd be one thing if you did present it. And even then I don't think there should be any legal or any sort of recourse. But maybe you could make a case that hey, that was shitty of you to do. Yeah. But like like everything I do, everything I talk about is mostly me pulling out of my ass. The only thing I'm certain of in this life is that I'm I'm not certain of anything. So the idea that, like, I you know, it's because someone could probably make the same case with my OKC thing, even with as much work as Richard Booz's. I'm sure there's probably some factoid somewhere they could make the case of, like, oh, this is irresponsible of you doing or whatever. So the idea that, like, I, I don't know, I just always thought that was silly that speaking, that talking point people use to, like, come at them. Right. Uh, it's one thing you could be like, hey, that was a little shitty of you, or you're wrong. Uh, but like you know the narrative of like well this is harmful well, yeah' I mean, kind of maybe uh, but you're getting a really ambiguous weird vague territory you know yeah
0: well they want they, they've been gunning for him for years man yeah. they wanted to knock him down a peg anything they could do man to knock him down a peg because if you, I mean've i I've known about Alex Jones for a long time probably since 2005 to 2006 uh, been impersonating him that long too believe it or not mm-hmm. been, been impersonating Alex Jones since uh freshman year of college Um, but, uh, and, you know, I, I, I don't I've never followed him as like, that's my news. I'll look at it every now and again. as like, oh, what's Alex talking about? Or this is entertaining or. But a lot of the stuff he does talk about it has ended up being true and being over the nose. So they're really trying to paint him with the Sandy Hook thing. And he even makes the point like did the New York Times ever apologize for lying about the weapons of mass destruction that we spent seven trillion on in the Middle East and a million people got murdered and 5000 of our troops and totally ruined, you know, ruin things like that so where's the accountability in the mainstream media he makes a great point about that so of course they're going after him they want to make an example of him when they deplatformed back in 2018 i was saying like okay now it's alex jones who's who is it going to be next and you can see how they've really tightened the reins since then on other content creators and they use the alex jones argument to justify that so i don't want anybody's speech censored if you don't like it or you're offended by it don't fucking watch it change the channel
1: yeah, then they're doing Andrew Tate. I don't even know what the angle is of why they had to pull him off. It makes no sense to me. He's just what I, I had never even heard him?
0: of Andrew Tate until the last week. He, I and saw he, a couple
1: clips, but never says, anything that intrigued me too his, much. His dad was CIA. Yeah, yeah, who that just guy. Went I
0: don't even, I don't even know who you guys are talking. He's a talking British about. like podcaster, influencer, bro. Uh, wasn't he MMA he's or British? something? I'm pretty sure he's like. If he's part British. British he's, he's knocked out that accent pretty well. I don't know. I don't know uh, what his whole story is, but he's like
1: been all over Twitter because they uh, nuked his accounts. And... He's just peak awesome dude is basically what he is. That's what he is. Like, awesome I fuck chicks. Chicks do what I want. I, uh, you know, let me tell you to be a dude, bro. It's fucking awesome. So he's uh, like Hyper Chad. He's, he's like,
0: Yeah, they don't like that. He's, he's like,
1: He's like Jordan Peterson, but like from the vibe of like, I haven't but quite like settled fond- down yet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make your bed, Jose. Make sure you make your bed and eat your broccoli. I didn't eat it and I got hooked on benzos. It was awful. I had to go to Russia and eat steak.
1: I guess there's some angle that a lot of people bring up about like uh, sex trafficking or, or women trafficking, which I don't know the truth to that though, because I, mean, I hear that. I hear uh, trafficking and my, like, okay, was it really trafficking? Is he really like abducting people, you know, forcing them to do stuff? Or is this just some guy who was like a pimp at one point? Like these are very different things. What kind like, of trafficking
0: are we talking here? You know, yeah, was it, like, was it like one of the taken movies with Liam Neeson and a bunch yeah. of uh, leather clad Euro trash for two hours
1: getting their asses kicked? I will come for you, and I will it, beat
0: you, and I will steal it, your jacket, and I will resell it.
1: Or is it just you know? some dude who make a made a volu- like you made a deal with that? Hey, if anyone fucks with you, I'll beat the be the shit out of them, and you give me a certain cut, and you know whatever. Like that's <laughs> a very thing, yeah. different thing. So <laughs> I don't think. By, the, thanks, By the
0: time we hear about shit, man, we don't we don't know what the truth is and what reality is, you know, and um, yeah, People it's just here, boys. hard to believe anything. That, that you see, or, or even try to understand it. So, I don't know. I just, I'd never heard of him. And he, he was all the buzz this week on Twitter. And of course, Primetime 99 and Portnoy beefing with each other has been giving me oxygen, personally.
1: Yeah. I don't even know what their beef is over, but I, I, I'm here for it. And it's well, amazing. exactly. Well, <laughs>
0: Primetime, you know, did his thing out in Vegas at the city council and made like a gambling part of his shtick was he was a guy who got addicted to gambling and he lost all his money and he hired a prostitute and he lost all his money. And, one of the guys at Barstool retweeted it, just like, hey, this is funny, you know, and he didn't, I guess he hadn't watched the whole thing of Primetime, and Barstool was triggered on making fun of people who have gambling addictions, or doing, saying anything bad about gambling, because I guess Portnoy sold the company, or it's owned by a gambling outfit, I mean, I don't even really, I never watch Portnoy, I'm not really a fan, I don't watch Barstool, I don't really give a shit about what that guy says, but I think what happened was, he made the guy who, on Barstool who had retweeted Primetime, like, take it down or get rid of it. And then that kind of started a whole war. And Primetime called him out and they went back and forth and Portnare said, I hate this guy. He sucks. He's a scumbag. You know, he just goes and makes fun of people at city council meetings. And then you know, I was just back and forth bullshit. But I, it was good for both their brands. Both their yeah. followings went up and they dominated Twitter for like two or three days.
1: Have you seen the – are you aware of the troll? I guess this is going like deep into like Twitter a little bit. But are you aware of the ongoing troll with Portnoy about uh, him supposedly like, you know, frequenting a glory hole in like Kentucky or something? Have you heard that troll? I've seen the memes and yeah. I've seen
0: like Business Insider headlines and I don't know what's fake and what, what is actually – I mean it's an ongoing
1: I mean, troll but it's amazing that this happens. Incredible. And now anytime you go to anything shooting on him, it's all just people like, I saw him sucking dick in a glory hole in Kentucky. <laughs>
0: You could say that Portnoy had sex, but he definitely didn't, you know. You could say that Gavelsong, couldn't you?
1: Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. We got a, yeah.
0: No. We get a sticker here from John B. Thank you so much for the super sticker, Sloop John B. We love you. Good to see you in here. We got a couple of. Uh,
1: I didn't even ask. Know. This is PG-13, right? I just can't drop hard R's, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're
0: trying to. You know, we don't want to. We don't want to get nuked, Gavelsong.
1: I mean, and I had can, no intention of. but I'm just wanting to know where the line is. So
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, we, we want to avoid that. Okay. Yeah, we want to we want to be entertaining and a little bit risque, but we we want to keep our channel. I mean, we do want to get a rockfin going and probably an Odyssey. And um, you know, we are moving into a studio space in September and going to spend some time building that up. So yeah. we want to diversify, but for now, you know, YouTube is still the best platform, man. I mean, it's still where everyone is. So as much as the censorship sucks and their algorithms and guidelines are, don't make a lot of sense. You just got to try to try to walk that line.
1: The weird thing know? is I've never gotten got for that, ever. I mean, not that I do it a lot on my channel, but, yeah. I mean, I haven't gotten for that, but whatever.
0: Jose follows not a podcast very closely. I don't know what that
1: I mean, means I'm assuming to. that's some sort of – I don't really actually follow them very closely, honestly. Uh, hmm. NAP, not a podcast. I mean, I, I think I watched like one of the episodes. It's, it's kind of funny. I mean, I liked it. I mean, I am not. I don't have any issue with them. I just don't really follow them. Uh, I know there's was like one. a weird ancient beef, sort of. So, <laughs> Fire
0: Pixie, it. Corn Pop would like the stream. You're goddamn right, Corn Pop would like it. He's a tough dude. He was a bad dude. Fire Pixie, I met him at the community pool down in uh, down in Atlanta
1: when I was a lifeguard down there with the hairs on my legs and the cockroaches. Anyways, yeah. oh, JC boy. said the uh, in the chat that it was a joke, which I assumed it was. I'm assuming it was some sort of reference to an ancient beef. I, I don't know. Although I, I, never, it was never really that serious, in my opinion. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, All she right. on head though, Jose. When you guys had her on Tower Gang, that was everything.
1: Yeah, no, that was that was great. <laughs> that was, that was a definitely
0: a, that was definitely a banner appearance. Yeah, it was a big get. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're yeah, uh, guys... Four Horsemen. We're having um, uh, Phil LeBont from All That Remains on yeah. Sunday.
1: So I heard uh, that should be good. That should be we're, good.
0: Uh, we're going to have him on, and uh, when's
1: Fuentes coming on. Oh, God.
0: You want to get your channel nuked? Get him on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dude, I want Fuentes on. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't really care to have him on my channel. Prime time,
0: really... prime time had him on Conspiracy Castle, and to my knowledge, that has not been nuked. I mean, I I, mean, don't... I, I don't know. Fuentes, I'm not really interested in him. Kind of like what Reed has been saying. I'd I, I never really heard about him before. I never watched his shit. I don't know. I just.
1: He's I okay. Really... I don't yeah. find him all that interesting or like. I mean, he's kind of funny sometimes. Yeah. 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 So but that's I mean, why like I'm not interested in having him on my show. I really, really want him on Tower Power Hour because I do think. I, well, he would be. Yeah,
0: he'd be a perfect kind of ghoul to get on Tower Power. So is he sure. just like a more right wing, more like openly racist version of, of Ben Shapiro or like what is he? I don't even Is he a shit lord or is he like what's his? I, I, I don't really.
1: I think he's more racist in the way that Tower Power Hour is racist. Like we're not. None of us are actually really racist. Yeah, it's
0: casual but, jokes.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, okay, so he's like, he uses
0: humor to get attention, and can't it can't like, be racist when you have top on there,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: top lobster, yeah, we love I top. But I like bottom lobster too, though, quite frankly. Bottom lobster does a great job, <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Bottom lobster. Well, Reed no, that, said the vibe that he right. got when he was out in Vegas and went to the screening about um, Fuentes' whole deal and, and scene was like a bunch of repressed young 20 25 year old dudes who probably have never seen a pair of boobs in their lives. Yeah, and they like hang on, yeah. hang on the dude's every word, you know. So,
1: yeah. I don't know, man.
0: But uh, yeah, I mean, for for uh, Tower Power Hour, he would he would be uh, he would be a yeah. prime guest for yeah. that for sure.
1: Yeah, if anyone has a hookup, let me know. We've been trying to set that up. I don't know if Reed has a hookup. If he is, he's being stingy. So I don't
0: know. No, I think Reed's. I don't know, trying to get him. But uh, Fire Pixie says Scott Horton level, not quite Ryan Dawson level. Yeah, I don't know what you're referring to. There, Fire. I'm trying to go through the. The chats. Chats. J.C. had another comment here, I think, related to what we're talking about. Alex Jones. I don't like this precedent where emotional distress is enough to completely ruin people's lives over speech alone and the left blindly cheers for it. Absolutely. I mean, remember the left years ago um, when they were you know, saying Big Pharma is the enemy and we we got to take down Big Pharma and we need to expose them and the Sacklers and this and that and Purdue and now all of a sudden the, the left is like they love Big Pharma. Yeah, so it's also, like a, it
1: irritates me too. Uh, maybe it's because I have done a deep dive on that specific one. Once again, I'm not trying to get nukes. So I'm not going to say it, but I have done a deep dive. And once again, I'm not saying I'm convinced one way or the other, but there are definitely questions that are raised. And so the assumption there is that he's wrong. I don't know if he's entirely wrong. I mean, he's probably wrong in some sense. I don't know. But there are definitely, if you dig into that, and the, the fact that they get so enraged about it, if anything makes me kind of like, why are you so upset about this? Kind of makes yeah, you should wonder. be able to
0: have a discussion about
1: it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like one of those things. are like, am I over the tar? Or is he over the target? Is that what's going on here? I mm. don't know. I mean, it could be one or the other. It could be he's hitting on something. There's definitely some weird shit there. That's for sure. That's all I'm gonna say. If they want to know, is I have like a. If anyone wants, hit me up. I have like a. I found like a three-hour video de- digging deep into it. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't know the validity of all the stuff. I'm gonna deep dive. I want to get Jinx on to break to do it one of these days. That's my uh, goal there. to Bring him to bring break that down.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch Clint stuff. with Jinx. I mean, did you watch that? Yeah, I watched. It. That was like
1: probably my favorite. How, how uh, did Clint it go? Like... I mean, is this
0: does he a dude who actually knows his shit or is he just kind of?
1: I don't know. I don't. I mean, either way, I don't care. I would take. I'd, I'd have him on to talk at any moment just because Jinx is everything. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But you know, uh, I I don't know how he is. Kind of very, you know, he he is like exactly what, like if you follow him on like his how he was on there is kind of what you would think. He's a little bit of over. <laughs> like a very base gizzo, like kind of all over the place. So I don't know. It probably would be hard to keep him on track, but I would, either way, no matter whether it's a train wreck or it's like a, you know, a beautiful, like, you know, well, like cohesive, like, you know, trail of thought, either way, I'd I'd love it. It'd be amazing. So, yeah.
0: And uh, the the other episode that I I just watched that you did was the one uh, with the fellow there, they were trying to set up with the Whitmore plot. And I saw in the news today or yesterday, two, two of the alleged co-conspirators were charged right or they're there they've been officially uh sentenced
1: yep i have him coming back on uh tuesday to talk about that the um, one of the key things i'll bring up i don't know all the specific details or technical terms but apparently because uh, the big thing is these guys were arguing their defense was it was entrapment uh caserta and i forget the other guy got off they they got uh, acquitted Um, and then these other two guys had a retrial. I don't remember the exact reason why they had to get a retrial, but apparently in this retrial, they didn't allow them to use, I believe it was the text messages or something, uh, between the informants, feds, whatever, whatever you want to call them. And the, uh, the, 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 their targets or whatever, which is like the majority of where all the information was at. It shows the the nature of their relationship, which would make sense. I don't know what the reasoning was. Uh, this is, that would, that's what would show like their relationship and how they were manipulating them and, uh, getting, it would, it would be a crux to making a, a entrapment argument. And then also on top of that, Brandon Caserta, he actually went there to testify for them. But before he could, he, the, he ended up pleading the fifth and he, I saw him on another show, uh, and he explained the reason why he pled the fifth was because they threatened him to, cause they, I believe they charged him the federal level for his previous, uh, Charge and that's what he got acquitted for. But They threatened to charge him on the state level if he testified,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is like, uh, like it's just wild. Like, if you're trying to get down to the, the truth of it, like, why would you be impeding the defense in any way? Like, that makes no sense to me for me. If you're trying to get justice, if that's the goal of the justice system, like, why would you do that? Like, this guy got off, and it, like, either you think this guy is a criminal and should go to jail, or you don't. Because if you do think he's a criminal and should go to jail, then what you should do is then you should charge him with a state the state crime regardless. If you don't, then, like, why are you threatening him with it right now? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. So I actually have him coming back on on Tuesday. And uh, we're going to break down because he's actually followed the trial very closely. Uh, I'm probably going to read up on the trial a lot more this weekend because I've read up a little bit. A good person, I would suggest, if anyone's really interested, it, Radix Verum. It's this chick on YouTube. Uh, she's actually I believe she's actually in Michigan right now. I found her because she was one of the only other people that had him on. Um, and that's how I found her, you know, because you know I, I was uh, I believe the second person to get him, and she was the third. Uh, but like she has done a ton of work on this. She has like a sub stack, writes on it a bunch. Uh, she's actually who I'll probably be binging through her work over the weekend to try to be able to have a good conversation with Brandon. But uh, there is a lot of wild stuff that came out, and I mean, I'm, I haven't really dug the information enough to build, you know, you know, regurgitate it well here, but there's a lot of weird stuff in uh, the – stuff, a lot of crazy stuff that went on in that that was revealed in the trials, uh, which I'm, I'm assuming probably weren't able to get revealed in these latest, these latest two trials, and that's why they ended up getting convicted. So, but yeah, I'll brand it on Tuesday and we'll talk yeah, about that more.
0: And wasn't, you know, Brandon was, wasn't he talking about one of them, like just trying to really buddy up to him and be friendly and bring him out for a meal and be kind to him. And kind I don't of,
1: know if, I don't kind of... remember that specifically, but I know the big one was Adam Fox was one of the characters, which I believe they described him as like an indigent, which I don't know if he was necessarily like a, like a homeless, but it was kind of like a, kind of a guy who didn't really have his shit together. Kind of, you know, like, and that was the guy that they really latched on to. And kind of manipulated a lot, like the main guy. I forget his name. I wish I could remember it. Like tip of my tongue. But the main guy who was like the head of that group, who was an informant, was, like t- totally took him under his wing. Almost acted like a father figure to him. Mm. Like was manipulating kind of the shit basically out. Basically groomed but,
0: him to, to take it.
1: Basically, and I don't know exactly. Like a Yes, yeah, so essentially, <laughs> and like and most of these so most of these things they so, at least this is my impression. Most of these things that they supposedly got them for were things that like. I I don't know, just, you know, spicy stuff said in group chats or stuff they said when they're drinking or whatever. Like it wasn't like there was any actual legitimate plan to go fucking kidnap the the Michigan governor. Governor. It was was ridiculous. Like, and and when you see some of the stuff, most of the stuff that was presented in court a lot of time was just like out of context, little clips. It's like, and I've said way worse stuff in, in my group chats and stuff. Like, made way, you know, jokes if you took out of context or, you know, things set out of context, they could be like, oh, oh my God, do you, you, want, yeah. you want to do what to federal agents? Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I mean, so a lot of
0: sensationalism was, going on. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of taking, uh, you know, stuff out of context and then amplifying it and sensationalizing
1: it, basically. Yeah.
0: And, and then passing it,
1: it, it. Oh, yeah, on. One of the informants was sleeping with one of the, one of the people. So, like, it was a chick. So like oh really I don't know if they've con- you know confirmed they were banging but they were it was confirmed they were in the same bed like maybe you could say like, you,
0: yeah I mean well, what could you say Galasan maybe yeah, that they exactly. were you, <laughs> like, you could say that they had sex but
1: they, they definitely they, didn't fuck they didn't fuck yeah yeah <sighs> well, I don't know well, I'm like PG thirteen R I think you only get one fuck in a PG 13 so. Oh, really okay yeah
0: well Jose <laughs> dude you're doing you're doing awesome work man I, I I've been really loving your show lately. And um I watched the one you did with Duncan Lemp's girlfriend, Mm -hmm. man, and that fucking pulled at my heartstrings too, dude. And your your um, your passion for these stories has really shown through too, because I know we all we joke all the time about all kinds of shit, but Mm -hmm. um when it comes down to it, man, the real big issues like you know the no-knock stuff and and um you know probable cause and and people's privacy, and this is really what the the fight is all about for liberty is about our generation and the next generation, you know, you said you have kids, man, you got to be worried about how, what kind of country they're going to grow up in. So that that's really come through on your recent broadcasts. And yeah, I've, I've been loving your stuff lately.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this, it's like, I mean, I've talked in my show, I've talked a lot about like egoism stuff. A lot of this kind of comes from like a selfish kind of place because a lot of these are people that I like, I, these stories are things I feel like, I feel sympathetic to like, I feel like this is things that could be me. And this is why I want to talk about them. Like the, the OKC, I got the Trinity or not trying to but uh Yiki is what brought me down and not. And the biggest thing I think that, I don't know. I, I actually only piece this together after the fact Yiki looks a lot like my best friend. Like he does. And so like, uh, I mean, if he said that he'd, pr- if I said that he'd probably be like, what the hell you think? I just look like a generic black dude. Cause he'd probably be like, what do you think all black dudes look alike? But anyways, uh, they look very like, and then also the sympathetic nature of it. Then with, with Lemp, it's like Lemp is like the, when you look into the stats on no-knock warrants and like how often they go the wrong house, also the yeah. nature of the things Duncan supposedly did or did not do, you realize this literally could be any of us. Same thing with Brandon Caserta. I felt a lot of like kinship with him because he started getting into this stuff because – um a lot of the same reasons i started getting into this fear i'm in is because once the lockdown started happening they're like hey we need to start linking up we need to start connecting like before i started podcasting i actually had another venture where i was kind of trying to do something similar but not in like a militia way but more in like a logo let's group up kind of like meet up stuff like that and you know kind of create like a network of you know us and that was kind of what he was going for and so and you realize that like and you know the stuff they got them on for as well it's like there's so much stuff that's like they could get any one of us, any one of us. If they, if if there was a in the Tower Power Hour uh, friggin' uh, group chat, uh, if they had a if there was an informant in there, because we have our one in the show and we have like a big one, which is like the original Tower Gang people that like probably like fifty some odd people in there. But like there there could be an informant in there for all we know, and you know they could be collecting stuff over the years. And you know, guess what? We got gotcha. you, like. And with the same amount of stuff they had with the the, the Caserta people or not Caserta, but with the uh, Michigan people.
0: Yeah. And with Duncan Lemp, someone anonymously said, oh, we think he has illegal firearms. And they, I don't think they've released who that was or who supposedly yeah. like narked on him. And it's like, it's almost like the feds. Um, yeah. They, they want to do entrapment and they want to get someone to commit a crime in order to take them down and justify their budgets and say, Hey, look at what we did. We got this uh, domestic terrorist. And they of course have been trying to do it with the, Uh, January 6th nonsense, I mean, you know, which Max Blumenthal brilliantly dubbed a low IQ riot, which, you know, that's, if that was really an organized thing, man, it would have looked more like what happened in, uh, uh, what was it, Indonesia or what country were they stormed Lanka. yeah, I mean, that
1: was like I mean, It was organized, just not by the people you think it was. So
0: <laughs> It kind of glared a little bit, Jose, didn't it? Dude, it, it, it all boils down to that Spider-Man meme where all the
1: Spider-Men are all pointing at each other. It just says FBI, What was
0: his name, Jose? The guy saying, we are got to go into the
1: Capitol. I always mix it up. Is it Ray or Mike Epps? One of an actor and one's the guy. Omar Epps. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, he he was glowing so bright that day. He was the lady in red, <laughs> right, you like a diamond. A so couple more chats here, boys. <laughs> I've never seen you glow so bright. We've got Governor in the Capitol, Governor Ventura. That? Which That's one?
1: The Prey movie. The, yeah, you know. we did. did? Governor Ventura.
0: Good. JC wants to know: Did Jesse Ventura like the new Prey movie?
1: I did. I thought it was great.
0: It was, it was uh, high-paced, it was interesting, it was a nice take on it, and I liked that it was just woke enough. You had a very strong female warrior, her brother gave her strength, believed in her and mentored her, and she proved herself to be a worthy warrior going up against the Predator, so I liked
1: it. Was it good, nice. though? You guys watched it? It was. It it was. Yeah. It was? I okay. it was? I was actually
0: surprised how much I enjoyed it. Mike watched I, it first and, and said it was really good, so I watched it at his recommendation. Because I do think is...
1: – I think a lot of people are our scene immediately like, oh, my God, a woman? And, like, hmm. I don't know. Like, watch the Dude. movie first or wait for yeah. reviews to come out because I don't know because it's also, like, in my head, I was like, okay, or it could be that she's part of a tribe and they work together, they use their mm-hmm. skills, whatever. Yeah. It wasn't like she was, like, one-on-one, like, let's fisty cuffs. Like, let's do hmm. that. Like, obviously, like – she would lose. She is a woman. Like, let's be real. Like, in that Whoa, scenario, she, at the end
0: of the movie, she does bring the predator a sandwich. I, I won't. I don't want to spoil <laughs> too much, but she does. She does bring the predator a nice, uh, you know, Navajo sandwich. So they realize that they loved each other, and they they took off in the predator ship, and they're gonna have half yeah, um, trans, trans half predator, trans yeah, babies. They're gonna have trans babies. So it's no, it's it, was, it was a nice eighty minutes of entertainment, a nice escape, and it was definitely an improvement, Mike, on that that fucking horrible uh last one there
1: yeah uh, predators
0: the or, or the predator from 2018 which i thought so was garbage and is that the um, one that dropped
1: him off on the the uh, the, the planet
0: that's or, predators okay. right Michael? so predators from 2010 with adrian, adrian brody, brody with that's Lawrence really Fishburne. that one was, that one was uh, really, was really good. good danny um, trejo yeah, yeah, that one—that one was actually really good. I I like that Robert really Rodriguez long. directed that, directed or pr- they made produced another that one. one.
1: After that? I don't, I don't even remember that one.
0: So they did uh, Predator Two, which I really liked, which was you know an underrated one with Danny Glover in the city yeah, that, that came out good. in na- 1990. That's a debatably better than the
1: first one. Gary Busey. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I think there's an argument to be made that it's just as good as the first one. Um, I, mean, I, I think mean, the first one edges it out in my, my opinion because it's just so friggin' iconic and classic with Arnold and you know, Carl Weathers and just the whole, you know, Ventura with the gun. But uh, I think the series, you know, after Predator 2 kind of lost its way for a while, especially with the Alien versus Predator stuff, which yeah. wasn't that great. But uh, Prey really brings it back to a more stripped down, uh, fast paced, um, you know, origin type story. And it connects to the second one, too, in a pretty unique way. So it's, I would say it's definitely worth watching. It was entertaining and um yeah, but it's, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it for sure. Yeah. I think we got a couple more chats here before we wind down. Fire Pixie, do
2: you think Jesse Ventura would ever take Lindsey Graham to the movies? Uh, Governor, would you take me to the movie? Would you accompany a woman to the movie? Uh, possibly,
0: Senator, but you'd have to give me a promise and a guarantee that during the movie you wouldn't finger my
2: bunghole. I was going to say, we're going to get some popcorn. We're going to get some salt and some butter in that popcorn. And we're going to stick a South Carolinian corn dog in it. <laughs> uh, they get the senior discount and watch Top
0: Gun. Matt. Oh, yeah. Lindsay loved the new Top Gun.
1: Dude, I have no desire to watch that movie. I don't know why. I just couldn't care less. I, Matt, I don't know. Matt Taibbi wrote something so
0: brilliant about the new Top Gun that just really slapped with me and resonated with me. And that it was just, you know, obviously just total propaganda for the military industrial complex and militarism and America's dominance around the world. But also it just unabashedly was in that vein of like 80s, 90s action movie. We don't give a fuck. We're America. And it was it was it was entertaining. And I signed up for Scientology after watching it. So, I mean, I can respect
1: it for that being that kind of like the Expendables movies when they came out. You're like. this is just stupid violence and it's awesome, but I love it. Like I, I'm sure if I watch uh, a Top Gun, I'd enjoy it, but it's also yeah. like, I know I'm yeah. just going to watch like an hour and a half of like, you know, uh, boom boom. Pew pew pew. Like, yeah, and, cool. and what was what
0: was funny, they were ambiguous about who the enemy was because <laughs> they want to have it premiere in China and they want to make a lot of money from the Chinese, so they're not going to be overtly the enemies. We didn't want to put uh, uh you know piss off Russia and Putin too much, so maybe they weren't the enemies. So there was an enemy, but we were very ambiguous about who it was. So it was uh, it's, it's worth the watch. It was I will support anything Tom Cruise and the Sea Org and Scientology do, you know, just just for the just for the the Lols, yeah for
1: sure
0: yeah, he's got he's two saying, more mission impossible movies coming out too so that's going to be that'll be, gonna good. be
1: good you know he we're here for that him. mike
0: yeah we're i mean you know i don't think they're going to make the eyes wide shut too unfortunately so we're not going to get that one that's one of my favorite tom cruise flicks you ever see that one
1: yeah, yeah. I, i've never seen that one now oh, oh like dude, we just
0: rewatched it yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth it if, if you so i tell people this i watched it before i knew about epstein and about franklin scandal and elite pedophilia so then I I watch it now with those eyes and it's like watching a whole different movie. You pick up on shit, man. And you see shit and you're like, "Holy fuck, man!" Stanley Kubrick was making a big statement with this movie. Big statement. He was he was he was saying some shit, man.
1: He's so. like, "What are you gonna do? I'll talk about the moon, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, The Shining. That
0: was all about him confessing to faking the moon landing. Totally, one hundred percent.
1: And Tom had sex, Mike,
0: on the moon, but they definitely didn't fuck. Yeah, question for Jose from Fire Pixie. Would Jose ever be
1: interested in having an investigator that went deep into Waco and
0: Ruby Ridge?
1: I'm not against no. the idea. I'd want some sort of like fresh angle or something, because those are things that have been covered to death. And don't be wrong, like I've already kind of gone down those. And like the interesting thing about like Waco or not Waco, but like OKC okay, is there's so many different angles that it goes so deep. I mean I, I I would be I'm open to it. I guess I would have to like find someone and look for their work and if there's some sort of angle, I, I don't know. Cause I mean, I feel like it, you know, from the list bits I've seen, it seems to be most ground has been covered there. And those are fairly, you know, straightforward when you start digging into them. I mean, maybe there's some angles, but I, I don't know, especially cause it, it seems like those were just straight up like fed skilled people. And like, that's like, I mean, obviously there's interesting angles to take there, but I mean, the interesting thing about OKC is it's like, uh, okay, but, the feds may have, they may have had some part in killing people and being, it's a little bit different, the OKC thing, <laughs> than like, hey, there are these dissidents and we went and killed them, as opposed to, hey, here's all these innocents and some person we're propping up as a dissident killed them and we may or may not have some connection to some extent. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not one that would say, with okc the fed straight up did it but they their hands were in the mix in some way like they may have very well have because there's a lot of like talk about like the aspect of supposedly they thought maybe at different times there was weird stuff along those that kind of imply maybe they changed at the time uh, you also gotta think how intelligence works i mean if even if he was some sort of fed uh, operative you know mcveigh like it's like i'm sure information gets tiered you know it it you know, it's, it goes different through the level. So maybe he changed something. Maybe somebody in the mid-level had a different idea that somebody at the top level. I don't know. There's a million different ways this could go. But it, I don't know. The, the OKC thing is, like, it's. I guess it just interested me more. It's also, like, I don't feel like a ton of people have really dug into it. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. So I guess it would depend. Yeah. Uh, and- I mean, mostly with my show, I just follow where my interests you know bring me. Right. You know, that, so. that's what
0: we try to do too, man. And I think that's why you know when you're building an audience, man, people see that they see the excitement, they see the passion, the level of interest that you have for it, and um, that's what we've been trying to do here with Jackman Radio. And it's, uh, yeah, do what you love, man. Go with your passions. You know, life is short, and, and you do your thing, and you know, you stand out when you're authentic. So,
1: yeah.
0: um, where can people support you, Jose? Where can they find your stuff, and what do you got coming down the pipe?
1: Uh, well, if you my show is No Way Jose on YouTube, all major auto podcatchers, Odyssey as well. If you want to follow me on uh, social media, I'm on Twitter at Senor Jose 2020. I have a knack of getting nuked, it's my third account. So, I mean, Twitter is a place where I do the most, you know, interact. You know, if you want to have be, be along, along for the show, have fun. But if you just genuinely just want to be able to like have a you know link to connect with me. Uh, and you know you'd want to have a backup in case it get nuked off Twitter. Facebook's a good place for that. I don't really do anything on Facebook except for drop promos. But obviously there's Messenger, and that's a good way to get in contact with me. And you know it's all I'm, I'm that Facebook's probably going to be there forever because I don't really do anything on it. I don't see me getting nuked. Um, so I, I'm on Facebook as Jose Galison. Uh, yeah, if you want to do want to support me, patreoncom just know it, Jose 2020 But uh, yeah, stuff coming on the pipeline. I have some good stuff coming up. Tuesday I have Brandon Caserta coming back on. Uh, which, if you, you know, haven't picked up on the context cues here, Brandon Caserta was one of the individuals that was uh, one of the um, uh, defendants in the uh, the whole you know, Michigan uh, you know, kidnapping thing. So I have him coming on uh, to kind of talk about the. I've already had him on, so if, you know, you, uh, so I had him on before. That was more of like a his side of the story, um, you know. And I also did another show with a uh, this guy named Ken Silva. Was, in a, was a you know before I had him on to kind of give the basic breakdown. And now we're going to go deep, uh, you know, kind of deep into the, the the trial, kind of go into more details and the weird stuff going on. Uh, I think it's Thursday. I have Aaron from Timeline Earth coming on. Uh, we're going to do a live read, start a live reading series of, uh, you know, if you're into more of my theory stuff, because I only recently started getting into, like this type of stuff, like you know, like the Duncan Lamp, the. The you know you know the Michigan the the OKC I only started kind of getting that because I kind of just follow what my interests bring me but I've been on a lot of theory and I you know do theory a lot as well and I'm gonna be doing Agarist class or Agurus class theory which is you know Conkin's class theory and I have uh, uh, Aaron from Timeline Earth coming on because anyone know is familiar with him he is uh he is a um, he's a semi fan of agorism. he also has like a weird aesthetic for like uh, commie stuff which anyone who knows class theory is highly uh related to like commie stuff Has a lot of commie implications uh so that should be fun and then i the next i have another okc uh, series coming on that following tuesday uh or okc uh episode so we're continuing i took like a month off because uh richard booth had some uh, scheduled stuff that came up but uh we i think we'll probably knock it out in like two or th- two or three more episodes at least two episodes uh, and hopefully we can knock that out in this month because I think his schedule's going to get weird after that. But uh, it, it should be coming to an end there. I highly suggest going to check out the series. There's a lot there. Share it around if you can. It's doing pretty decent numbers, like really good numbers. It's, I'm really surprised how many people really got into it because you know, anytime you do like a long series, you know people are going to like – you're probably going to like lose people because people are like, oh, my God, I don't want to watch 20 hours or something. But I'm kind of surprised the uh, support this has gotten. It's probably the thing I've gotten the most – Compliments and stuff on, so and that's all due to Richard Booth. So I highly suggest you guys go check him out. Uh, he's definitely, you know, it's all thanks to him. So, but uh, yeah, I uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, I'm always glad to come on again whenever you want. So, yeah.
0: Oh, definitely do. We definitely have to have you on again. It was a blast. We appreciate mm-hmm. you uh, coming on.
1: Oh, no, thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, it's a great chat, and uh, we will be back next time. I think we have some stuff lined up for next week, uh, but you might see us over the weekend. You'll see Eric on Naturalist Capitalist, Reed Coverdale's channel with the Four Horsemen this Sunday. Sunday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Ryan Dawson, Reed Coverdale, myself and Mr. Phil Labont from the band All That Remains. So that will be a fun uh, episode. Be Maybe Lindsey Graham will pop in. Who knows? Lindsey Graham will pop in. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for coming on, Jose. I, I love what you do, man. You're, oh, yeah. falling you're, week,
1: I'm doing a Four Pony Boys and we have Phil Bonte on. Uh, <laughs> 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 My Pony?
0: Yeah. Gen- I just think of the song My Pony by Genuine. My song. Riding Gallison's okay. pony. We're going to end on a song. We love you guys. Uh, peace, and we'll see you next time.